I was younger and then mm-hmm. um, things started to get a bit busy and dad put the pressure on me, you know, pick one or the other and here I am all the, uh, those years later. Yeah, wow. In the boxing. Yeah. Jeez, eh? Okay, please tell us about your amateur career. Who trained you? How many amateurs you had? Totals you won? Guys you beat? Because you beat some good boys in the amateurs. Yeah, Paul, I had, um, I had 60 amateur fights. Um, mm-hmm. I was trained by a number of different different trainers in the end, but I started off with my dad, and I um, finished with uh, Mark Evans. Mark up Evans. In, up in Queensland. Okay. So, yeah, no I had uh, 60 amateur fights, five-time uh, Australian champion. Wow. Um, represented Australia on a number of occasions overseas, and yeah, had a, had a good career in the end, Paulie, but then uh, broke my hand and, and had a few years away from the sport. Okay, let's go back to the amateurs. You beat the likes of Sam Goodman in the amateurs. How many times did you fight Sam? I uh, fought Sam once. He was a he was a division heavier than me, and um, just before the Commonwealth Games trials, they cut the fifty two kilo division, and I, I moved up to fifty six. Where um, I beat Sam, I think I was Sam's last amateur fight, so I beat him, and then the next day I, I got beat. Okay, wow. You also represented Australia at the. Um, what championships were they and what year? You won silver? I uh, represented Australia at the Youth Commonwealth Games in 2015. Wow. Um, and represented Australia in Germany at the Men's World uh, Men's World Championships in 2017. How'd you go there? Where did you win the silver medal? You've won a silver medal there, I read somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I won a silver medal. I, I um, lost in... in the final to Ireland by a, a boy named Stevie McKenna. Wow. He's doing really, really well now. Um, I think he's training under Freddie Rose, so he was um, he was a tough test, and you know, yeah. Then I went to Germany, 2017, and yeah. uh, lost lost my first fight. Tell you what, the Blizzard's not a bad boxer, if you ask me. Uh, thanks, Paulie. <laughs> okay, why did you decide to turn professional? Um, just, just after after having so many years out of the out of the sport, I thought I'd I'd sort of seen and. In my head, I'd done enough in the amateurs and had a, had a few letdowns, so yeah. I thought, why not? Now's the time to, to have a crack at the pros. Okay. Uh, your your pro career got off to a great start. In April 2022, on a No Limit show, you fought Bondi boxer Daniel Harwood. It was a very entertaining fright from start to finish. You had him down twice, and at the end of the fourth exciting round, you were awarded a unanimous decision. Please give us your recollections of that fight. Oh mate, that was um, that was what kicked off the the pro career. I was I was very very happy to be uh, given the opportunity to fight on the No Limit Show. Uh, first of all, under training under Jeff, so uh, it was a dream come true. I had all my friends and and family and yeah, everyone tuned in to watch the the hard work that I I put in to become a professional. Okay, before that fight and in the lead up, you had free time world champion Jeff Fennick training you, as you just said. What was it like training under Jeff? Oh. Training with Jeff was was unreal. He's um, yeah one of my biggest inspirations and, and and role models for sure. And and to have him alongside me on my professional debut was uh, was it was a dream come true for me. Yeah, you also had the likes of uh, Brock Jarvis and Hassan Hamden alongside you. You're still good mates with them to this day, even though Jeff's not training you anymore. Yeah, the boys yeah, they're they're um they're, they're my best mates. So they they um they rolled it. They rolled up to, to your show the other day, Paulie, and um, yeah. it, was, it was very calm and relaxing to have have um, two good mates there. We, we're going to get to that 
your corner, how relaxed it is. I've never seen such a relaxed corner. Okay, your very next fight was three months later at the Reesby Workers Club in July. A lot had happened in between the first fight to the second. You took it all in your stride, mate, and had another comfortable unanimous points win over Harrison Winters. Please tell us about that fight. Yeah, that was another one of um, a, a good show put on by Paul Nazari. So thanks again for giving me that platform, Paul. But um, yeah, that was a that was a tough fight. That one just just for the the fact the weight cut uh, had a hard weight cut. Um, you know, in, uh, different different trainers, little bit little bit lost. But I um, yeah, you know, I was very happy to, to to get the win in the end and 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 move forward. Yeah, no, that was a good win. Okay, you don't let the pressure get to you, do you? Am I right in saying that? Oh, look, everyone, if you don't feel pressure, then then you probably could do a different sport. But, yeah, Paulie, I definitely feel pressure, a lot of pressure. Um, well, you don't show on, it. on tight night. Yeah, you don't show it, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay, after the Harrison, we're moving along here. After the Harrison Winters fight, you went over to the Philippines to train there and had another fight against Nicardo Colombo and had another comfortable unanimous points win. Why the decision to go to the Philippines and who looked after you? Yeah, look, after um, after I finished up in Sydney, I sort of went home and, and mum denied what I was going to do next. And and uh, that's when one of my friends mentioned, oh, you should, you know, go over the Philippines. And that I did. Went over there and uh, trained with one of my one of my friends that I, I met in the amateurs. And um, they took me through a 12-week training camp. I think I lost around 10 or 12 kilos in, in that time. And they said, do you want to have a fight? And I said, why not? So I jumped in there with the... Better in uh, Nicardo Colombo, and he, he put on a good he put on a good four round fight over there, and uh, yeah, it was good to be back in there. Yeah, it was a good fight. I was in I was over there with you earlier on in the piece, but I couldn't stay there for your fight, which I, I wish I did. But um, we watched it on what was it on again? It was on um, oh, some fight some fight stream. Yeah, it was it was well covered, and uh, yeah, you boxed well. You you really did. You, you outgunned him as well. Yeah, you got to say them Filipino fighters are dangerous, aren't they? Oh, they're dangerous very early. They, they've, they've got to whack on them, that's for sure. They can throw them from the canvas, mate, and catch you when you least expect it. Well, absolutely. Okay, while you were there in the Philippines, you had the privilege of going to Manny Pacquiao's house and meeting him and his family. What was that like? Well, again, that's that's just something you, you'd never think that it happened to you, but I was lucky enough on a number of occasions over in uh, General Santos City to, to go and visit Manny and, and um, see him train and see what sort of a person he was so I was very blessed to get that opportunity and what an opportunity it was yeah I remember you telling me um you met him I said what was he like and you you said to me he's humble like most world champions should be I remember you saying that to me yeah he's 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 the most humble man you you could possibly meet and um it was it was sort of for someone of that wealth to to be like that it was yeah but nice things to say about him and I was jealous when I when I heard you went to his house. I was hanging back there hoping I could meet him, but by the time I went home, it, <laughs> I missed well, out. It, it, it's funny, Paul, because I got a tattoo on my arm of um, Manny Pacquiao getting knocked out by Marquez, and, and I had to keep that pretty well covered up <laughs> just throughout the whole trip because the the Filipinos they they take notice of stuff like that. Yeah, why have you got a tattoo of uh, Pac Pac Man getting decked, mate? Can I ask you that question? Oh, just because Marquez, he had. He had four tough fights with with Pacquiao. Yeah. He never he never gave up, and yeah, and that 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 picture to me uh, represents don't don't ever give up. Oh, okay, that's a that's a great answer, mate. Okay, <clears throat> will it be fair to say when you come back from the Philippines, you were a bit lost? You didn't know where to go and who to train with. Absolutely, Paul. Yeah, yeah I went, I went back to Tassie, and um, you know, uh, Tassie's always home for me, and I, I, I was course. training with Twigs. 
Twigs, uh, Millwood, and I still, I still am. And I just, yeah, I just, I just wasn't getting, wasn't getting much sparring, and yeah, I was lost for sure. You were lost. Um, you come to live me, with me for a while, and Panania didn't appeal to you, did it, mate? Oh, Panania had its moments, Paulie. You know that. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, in the end, Sydney just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a rat race, isn't it, mate? Yeah. A bit of a rat race for a little Tassie boy like you, mate. Um, it's just too full on, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Not for me. But anyway, we, yeah, it's provided. Right. What about when we, we went to Bondi Boxing and it took us 20 minutes to get a car, car spot? That's when you said, oh, I'm bloody going back to Tassie. This is a joke, this. I've had enough, absolutely. That was it. I think that was it for you. That's what made you go back. That's the straw that broke the camel's back, trying to find a bloody parking spot at Bondi Boxing. Uh, unreal, that was. Sparring was nearly over. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I don't blame you. Is there room for me at, in Tassie, mate, if I come over? Oh, we'll, we'll have a chat about that off air, mate. I, I, I doubt it, but we'll... Okay. Okay, but in the end, Tyler, it all worked out well. You found the great trainer in Steve Pitt in Queensland, and when you're in Tassie, you got Twigs Millwood. How did that yeah. come about, you meeting Steve Pitt? Oh, Steve, Steve just come in, in, in my life at a perfect time. He, sure you know, he did. Sent me, a, sent me a message one day and I saw something clicked and I, I sort of asked if I could go up there and do some training because he's got um, the likes of, you know, Dana Cool and Liam Pope up there and I thought that that is great experience for me and, and sort of see where, where I'm at and we just formed a bond from there and uh, I can't wait to get back up there, Paul. Okay, so you, bo- you box uh, Coolwell and, and Liam Pope and all them, you've been boxing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've done, so. done quite a few rounds, mainly wow. with um, Liam Pope and That's great. a few with Dana as well, so I've definitely been uh, been learning. That's great. Okay, let's go back to last week. A week today, mate, you had another victory against Filipino Marvillo a ball. You stopped him in round four of a scheduled six-rounder. Please explain the feeling. Uh, the feeling was great after after 12 weeks of, of strict diet, training, not doing anything silly. Um, to finally get a stoppage was, it was great. It, it felt great for me. Yeah. yeah, it was good. And I've never, I'm part of your corner there. And when I went up to the, <coughs> to the sheds, I just couldn't believe the um, calmness. I walked past a few sheds and uh, just too tense and too, you know, you see that the fighter and the trainers are all quiet. They're all in a tense mode. But your, your corner, our corner, was just so relaxed. What do you think that's so? It was, mate. The way a corner could be, you had Brock Dare, Brock Jarvis, you had um, Hassan Hamden there, we're all having a bit of a joke around, and you you seemed to go along with the jokes. You were, were, I've never seen you so relaxed in all my life. Yeah, you know, that's a time when you feel uh, feel a lot of pressure, so have your your, your best mates alongside you in there, and and a nice, nice, calm corner was. Mate, that sort of stuff wins wins fights for me before, and there's no pressure, no, none of that. Yeah, no, it was a great corner. My, geez, when I was fighting back in the day, I was bloody nervous as anything. Me, me, me old trainer used to say to me, Paul, you got to smile a bit, mate. I said, I can't, I'm just about to go out and fight. But, mate, I just love the calmness of it all. Okay, I've got to say this about you. I've never seen such a popular fighter like yourself with such a good following. Nearly 60-plus people come from Tassie to watch you fight. Now, that's what I call cool, hard, solid supporters, mate. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very lucky from, you from are. the No Limit show when they first put me on. You know, we had a, we had only only a few people there, but each show that, that I get matched on, it seems to be getting bigger and bigger, and that's... um. 
that's thanks to to, to mainly one bloke by the name of Nick Collar. So mm, he's um, he gets me a massive following, gets me great support, and and I'm I'm sure in the in the future it's just going to get bigger and better. Okay, let's um, talk a bit more about Nick Collar. I was talking to him yesterday. Um, he's always got your back, this bloke. After listening to how you guys met, you you, yeah. you started working for him as a and as an apprentice, and the last apprentice drove him mad. And uh, one of his workmates said, "We got another apprentice here." And and Nick said to his partner, "Nah, I've had enough of them blokes." But you come running in, you're full of enthusiasm. You had a big cheesy grin, and uh, Nick. Nick said, let's give this bloke a go, and he couldn't believe how enthusiastic you were. You were running here, you were running there, and Nick asked you, what do you do? And uh, you just turned around and said, I'm a boxer. And Nick okay. said, do you how many fights have I had? And you said, 36. And from that moment on, Nick said, this bloke's a genuine bloke. He's no mug. And I think that from that day on, you, you two guys have forged a friendship there, and you've, you've always got each other's back after, after having a chat to him yesterday. Oh, for, for, for sure, for um, Nick, Nick plays a, a massive, a massive role in my career, and, and any, any boxing talk uh, go, goes through him uh, as, well, as well as a, num- a number of other people. So to have Nick uh, in my in my corner uh, is yeah, it's it's unreal. We're, we're, we're the best of mates now, and Nick actually got sick a few a few years back, and he told me about that too. Go out, please explain. Yeah, he had a, um, a he had a brain tumor, so he, he, he we nearly lost him, and that was a that was a tough time in, in my life, his family's yeah. life, and, and and everyone that knows Nick because he's such a such a humble, good bloke, and you know I'm I'm not actually sure if I'd be back boxing if it wasn't for uh, yeah. for Nick because he's got well. me got me that much support and and following that you know without him I'd be lost. Yeah, I don't know where Nick was at the time, but when you heard the news that he wasn't the best, you stopped everything that you were doing and just left where you were and headed straight for the straight for his home. Oh mate, we, our family, we 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 love we love Nick Six, so um, yeah, we we're 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 blessed to have him in our lives, and and um, um, we've got plenty more good years ahead of us. Geez, that's a fascinating story. Okay, what's next for Tyler Blizzard? What's coming up next? You got a few options. Please explain. Um, yeah, look, I'm just waiting for a call at any, any time, any day. Um, I'm, I've left, uh, up to Steve what he, what he wants me to do, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. ready for, for whatever he thinks I'm, I'm good for. Okay. What's, can you give us a hint out there? I've had heaps of people say, when's the blizzard fighting again? I said, I just don't know. Oh, a, look, we, we got what? a, we got a Paul Nazari show, uh, in, in June on neutral corner. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's an option, but um, you got, yeah. Look, I don't, I don't really, I don't really have any any fight news at the moment, Paulie. But we're yeah. just we're just waiting and and whatever whatever um whatever comes up, I have full faith in in Steve and um, yeah, leave sure, it with him. I'm sure he's looking after me. Anything overseas, maybe? Is there a hint of going overseas for a fight, maybe again? Oh, look, we're, we're talking about um, heading to America in in June, mm-hmm. but um again, yeah, just gotta wait and. Wait and see. It's a waiting game, boxing. So we'll just just wait and see what happens. Well, a good mate once said to me, "Nothing happens in boxing until it actually happens." You could, to... could not agree more. <laughs> and if he's listening, he'll be saying, "You stole my line again, Paul." <laughs> okay, you've had four professional fights. What's the toughest one so far? Um, could you name one at all, or all of the yeah, they all yeah, been tough? I'd have to say, I'd have to say, uh, the Harwood fight was. Was a, was a tough one yeah, for me. Your first one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just making making that super band and weights being being difficult, and, and when you throw the eight ounce gloves on that, uh, a lot of things a lot of things change. So 
it was it was a tough four round fight, and it's one I'll, I'll probably always remember. What an exciting way to make your professional debut, and what a good little tough champion that Daniel Harwood is. You after that fight, we went down the Bondi boxing together, and what a champion guy he is too. Oh, top bloke! Yeah, I couldn't. Um... I couldn't eat for a week after that. My jaw was pretty well busted up. So <laughs> yeah. Did thanks you to that, Dan, if you're, if you're listening. You, and... I think you told him that. But um, yeah. the C two blokes put on a war like that, and then you a, you know, when you went to Bondi boxing and you were having a chat, people standing around going, "Are uh, they two blokes that built at each other last month?" <laughs> uh, we've done a, we've done a few rounds since, and there's nothing yeah. but um, one to say about each other. He's a, he's a top bloke, and Respect. hopefully, hopefully, see him back in the ring soon. Yeah, he has had one or two since. Okay, how far do you think you are in fighting for an Australian title? Um, it, in my head, Paulie, I, I believe, I believe I'm I'm ready whenever. But you know, back to it's back to the coaches. Whenever they think, yep. Whenever they think I'm ready, you know, I I think with another twelve months with Steve, um, it's just it's only going to get harder harder for the division. Yeah. If, if, okay. if, I, if I spend that that sort of time yeah. with Steve, I okay. feel like I'm just getting better. And um, time's on my side. Yeah, I like that. Um, what were the conditions like over in the Philippines when you were training there? Uh, the heat you was were over there, Paulie. So so it was um. You're not, hot, you're not very, very hot. You've seen the shed that we trained in. It you're was, not supposed to say that because I'm asking you the question, mate. I'm supposed to be not there. <laughs> well, well, it was trifling. Well, you were that only was, over there for a couple of days, so. I was there more than a couple of days, but that's... um, that's uh, where, where was that gym where it was about 50 degrees in that gym? Peter Matreski Sr. was with us. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was also a great, great opportunity to have you, you boys there with me in the gym, watching, watching me spar some, some very, very tough Filipinos. But yeah, the, the gym was called Sandman Boxing, and, That's and it. They, they've produced a lot of, a lot of champions out of there. And and um, I was, I was in shock at how hard they train and, and really what they put their put their bodies and lives through. They live, yeah. they live and breathe boxing over there. Uh, Peter Peter Matreski Senior said, "I'm not." He, he said, "I'm not staying in here another second longer." I said, Pete, you down PCYC wasn't as bad as this, was it? No way, mate. This is triple times as bloody hotter. He couldn't get oh, out of there quick enough. <laughs> and oh, it was a big oh, room. It was unreal. Unreal. Six rounds felt like felt like ten. But um, yeah, massive, massive learning curve for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm very happy that I went over and experienced it. And you didn't have to shut the door there because even if you shut the door, it was just the heat was stifling. It was. It was unbelievable. Well, I could honestly say it would, it would be worse than a, than a sauna. Yeah, 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 I could say that. Yeah. Even Paulie Nazari ripped his shirt off. It was that, it was that hot. <laughs> <laughs> the pads, done a bit of pad work. Yeah, times, I like. lasted 40 seconds. T- uh, what, what, what was your trainer's name again? Sing? T-Ting, Lorente. T-Sing, yeah. T-Sing, yeah. So he trains Christian Lorente, who's now... Yeah, what a good little fighter. 12 and I was a professional, yeah. so what a, what, yeah, what a fighter he is, he's, he's up there. I lasted 40 seconds and it was uh, Singh's wife was laughing over in the corner at me while I was hitting the pads. Oh, we, had, we, had, we had a great time, didn't we? What about when we're there, the, the, the world champion walked in, he fought in Vegas not long before um, the Southpaw, he got stopped in Vegas, you wouldn't know, he just fought for a world title, can you remember uh, that guy's name? Right. Raymark Ray Mark Caballo, I think. That's uh, it, he, that's he him? Danito uh, Denier and got... He, he's, t- I think it was 21 wins, 18 knockouts, and then he fought Denaire and he got stopped with the body shot. But what a what a good little what a good fight he, he he's going to be. He's um possibly scheduled to fight uh, the Maloney brothers later later on, and that that'd be exciting. 
But he walked in, he had no shoes on, and seeing me in the promoter said, oh, that's such and such, he fought, do, do you know, what's his name again? Then, yeah, 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 that's right. And uh, he, I just thought, geez, you wouldn't think he just fought for a world title. He's just got a pair of sneakers on with holes in them. He's got a pair of shorts on, and he just started whacking away on the bag. I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unreal to see where, where, you know, they're that sort of calibre fighters, and they still, they're still just very, um, you know, they're poor and humble, and, and yeah. they just live boxing. That's all. Okay, Tyler, before we go, any shout-outs before we go? I'm sure you've got a couple. Mate, absolutely. I've got, um, got a few sponsors I want to thank. So I'm just going to reel, reel a few off poorly. Okay. got uh, Chris and Emma Rizak from Chris Rizak Builders, Nick, Collar and Shan. Uh, i got McRae Contracting, Big Tech, DLM Machinery, Nash, uh, Power and Automation, my friend Haddo, Aussie Launceston, Hawkeye Helicopters, Lance Cure, uh, Tassie Cabinets, Sydney Electrical, Trader GSM, Bogabri Meats, and Competitive Edge. Okay, so, good stuff. A massive thank you to all you guys for, for supporting my career, and sorry if I missed anyone. Uh, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to say a big thank you to my family and my, and my friends too for, for all they do for me. Okay, thank you so much, Tyler Blizzard, for coming on the show, mate. We're going to leave you with You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. I'll talk to you soon, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, mate. And that was Tyler Blizzard, a very humble and exciting fighter. Do not go away. We'll be back with Ben Dammon very shortly. Captain.